Life doesn't always color within the lines. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. Uh, my name is Julie Adams, I'm your host today, and I am joined by Pastor Trevor Main. Welcome, Pastor Trevor. Thanks, it's good to be back here. Yes, glad to have you today. So, we have been asking a series of questions. Well, maybe one main question. Why? Why? Yes. Especially when in the context of suffering. Yep. And you you gave the intro, Julie, that life doesn't always color within the lines. And often when it gets out of the lines, we feel it. And we cringe when it hurts. Yes, absolutely. We... uh, yeah, we want to write things again, right? To make mm-hmm. everything, I guess, comfortable and yeah. as it should be according to us. Yeah. <laughs> now, I had the chance to speak yesterday with the whole church yeah. and uh, today now with the podcast. I almost, it, it similar felt yesterday with church, almost would rather not say anything more. Like maybe I've already yeah. said too much. And in this context of suffering, just realizing that some of you listeners and certainly many of the people that we know are seriously suffering. Yeah. And I know as a pastoral staff, as we prepared for this sermon series, we just thought like, you know, what can we add to the conversation Yeah. that we don't want to be like we've seen in the book of Job. So many people had a lot to say, including yes. Job, Job's wife, Bildad, yep. Zophar, all um, of these different friends. And, Elohim last yeah. week. Mm-hmm. And not all of it was helpful. No. And so, no, especially yeah, what his wife said really stood out. Just curse God and die when yeah. she said that to him. That's who. Yeah. I thought, boy, being a devil's advocate, she was like the devil at the very beginning. Satan said, you know, take away all these things and Satan will curse you, God. And she, uh, Job's wife, basically was encouraging Job to do the same thing that Satan thought he would do. Yeah. Oh, that's hard. Well, and Job didn't. And now the amazing thing is, so we are, this is the fourth message in Job. And Job's, what, 40 chapters or so? 42. 42. There you go. And we are quite a ways through, and we don't hear from God except at the beginning. It's all of Job's story. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit of a pickup about God at the very beginning. Then you have to go 90% of the way through the story until we get to the portion that was addressed yesterday, starting in in Job 38. Mm-hmm. So give us a quick recap. Of what Job, when God speaks? Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. We are kind of all on the edge of our seats through all of Job's. Okay, Job's yeah. got his complaint. His friends have their suggestion. His wife yeah. has her suggestion. And then finally, when we turn the page into Job, into Job 38, it says the, the Lord spoke to Job out of the whirlwind. Mm-hmm. And Job didn't know what was going on behind the scenes, right? Like no. he didn't know that God and Satan had had this conversation and that he was yeah. sort of, I guess, being tested, could you say? To a degree. Yeah. He was um, certainly put out there yeah. for Satan and anyone else who was observing to see if he was truly a person of faith or if he was only it was only a relationship of convenience that he yeah. would follow God if you know if it benefited him. Yeah. So what yeah. Do, so then what? Yeah, so God speaks out of the storm and it was certainly in the midst of the storm that Job was experiencing, but I also tend to think that there was a dramatic audio audible effect mm-hmm. when and and wind blowing and God appearing <clears throat> and it kind of takes Job's breath away yeah because we know through the whole book Job is just longing for this opportunity to present his case before God mm-hmm. to explain to God how innocent he was and that there was no reason for him to be suffering evil because normally evil things and suffering 
suffering is for evil people. Yeah. And calamity right. should not befall people who are innocent. And he was yeah. pretty convinced of his innocence. But then God spoke out of that in the whirlwind and told Job that he had a bunch of questions for him. Mm-hmm. So Job had had his term. God had been listening. God was was silent, but he wasn't absent. Yes. So God was very aware of all the things Job had been thinking and talking and dialoguing with his friends. Mm-hmm. And so God had a, a whole group of questions to present to Job himself. Yes. So what did he ask him? He asked hard questions. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> they actually, when I heard this, I, oh, I groaned a little yeah. on the inside, you know. <laughs> and I, I only presented a couple, like four yesterday. Yeah, I would not want God to ask me some of these questions, I don't think. <laughs> and God asked about, if you went through the, looked at all of them, something like 60 different questions, oh. and they almost seemed to be all rhetorical in the sense Job couldn't answer them. He doesn't know the yeah. answer. And it just revealed, even though Job... <clears throat> maybe due to his pain, to an mm-hmm. extended time of discomfort, uh, that he had convinced himself that he he knew where things were at, what needed to happen, and he just needed a chance to explain it to God. Mm-hmm. And so somehow in his pain, Job was assuming the role of a teacher and wanted God to be his student. Mm-hmm. And if you were the teacher, Julie, I don't know any of our listeners, and some of your students want to take your role and be the teacher <laughs> sometimes as a teacher we feel the need or you know might feel the need you know remember who you we have roles here yeah i you know god's saying i'm the teacher you're the student mm-hmm. and not saying it in so many words but by asking a successive number of questions that job could an- not answer yeah made it abundantly clear uh, whose role was which yeah that god was the teacher and job was the student oh man those are hard questions. Yeah. You wonder, is there a bit of a bit of undertone? You wonder, does God ever get frustrated with us? Yeah, I wonder and that too. Sometimes. Well, I mean, probably. You think, I don't know. You think you put it in our shoes and say, you know, the people who are listening, you all have skill sets. Yeah. You know, some of you might be skilled skilled in, um, in construction. Mm-hmm. And so imagine someone who has very little knowledge of construction coming in here. I'm going to, here, give me the hammer. Give me the, give me the tools. Let me yeah. show you how this is done. Or if you're a mechanic, an auto mechanic, and a yeah. non-mechanic comes in and says, "Oh no, no, you're doing it wrong. Give me the wrench. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you how to do yeah. this." Or a cook, a in the chef, kitchen. go to yeah, the kitchen, that's where I was and I'll too. step into the kitchen. I don't know how to cook, but oh no, give me the spatula. I'm gonna show you how to do this. Yep. And there's so many examples. Like go to the doctor and say, yeah. "Okay, no doctor, I'm, no, you don't know what you're talking about. Let me tell you, doctor. Here's the situation. Yeah. Here's what's wrong and how to fix it." Almost like a bit of a know-it-all. Like we all know yeah. someone that kind of knows everything and. Yep. He was being maybe a bit of a know-it-all. Totally. And in the case of Job, that's what God identified, that Job mm-hmm. had become a little bit too full of himself and a little bit too self-assured that he could see the whole situation. He understood what was happening. He thought he did. But in the end, it, it wasn't the case. And Job suffered from tunnel vision, mm-hmm. and we all do yeah. to a degree. We think we understand what's going on. We think we can see the big picture. We jump to some conclusions, or we draw conclusions, but then God reminds us actually, even at our best, we don't see everything that's going on. Yes. Yeah. And that's a very, uh, that's humbling, isn't it? When mm-hmm. you realize that like, our finite minds can't think past, you know, maybe what we can see or experience, like it's almost happening, I don't know, in a different realm or like outside of our comprehension, some of these yeah. things. Which is 
amazing. Yep. Sometimes we're quick to draw conclusions, mm -hmm. or even maybe not quick. Over a period of time, we may draw conclusions, but be wrong. And yeah. it's, it's simply because we don't see the whole picture or our pain or our suffering or the counsel we're getting from other people mm -hmm. has made us see things a certain way that if God could speak into the situation and we take the seat as a student instead of trying to be the teacher, uh, we could see things from another angle yeah. from God's perspective. I have one daughter that takes horseback riding lessons and I was chatting with another mom and um, we were talking about um, a bad habit that her son had picked up from another instructor and she, her son was having a hard time breaking this habit and what she said was, sometimes it's harder to break a habit than to learn it, like to unlearn and relearn yeah. than to learn it properly the uh -huh. first time. So yeah, that's a lesson in <laughs> being cautious of who you... Yeah maybe take advice from or do you think job was taking advice from the wrong people let's uh i mean there's certainly people speaking into his world and whether he'd admit it or not there's some influence being mm -hmm. exerted over him he probably what it seems like he pushed back against his yeah. wife it seems like he pushed back against these friends that were giving him advice that wasn't helpful by and large uh there's one friend elihu elihu yeah uh, who seemed like gave some decent advice yeah the young uh, one but we don't really get to hear job's response to that because mm -hmm. when that when that speech is finished by that friend, then God speaks. And, yeah. uh, but, uh, and then it, where does that leave Job afterward? Job? After he talks to God. Yeah, Job sits down. <laughs> Job uh, <laughs> is no longer standing at the podium. When God speaks to him, kind of puts him on the spot, asks him questions, Job realizes that he's crossed the line, mm -hmm. uh, that he has spoken without having all of the information needed. He's jumped to conclusions and it's made it look like he could run the world better than God. Mm -hmm. And in the end, he has to say to God, admit, you know, I'm sorry. I crossed the line. I spoke about things that I really didn't understand. Yeah. Please forgive me. You know, I'm, he humbled himself. And that's sort of the big key word we, mm -hmm. we learned through this is it's a humbling. It was a humbling encounter with God. And, yeah. and that's not all bad because God wants us to, to live lives of humility. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. So does Job's suffering end after this? Stay tuned for next Stay Sunday tuned sermon. For next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pastor Pat's going to be Good coming answer. to the ch chapter 42, which is the final, the chapter. conclusion of the book. I think it would be good to point out, though, that, that um, we talk about Job, and Job had his flaws, but mm -hmm. uh, he was a righteous person. He was a good and godly person. And yeah. so a lot of you who are listening to this, you may have been, you may have been followers of Jesus for many years. God has been shaping your life and molding your life and changing your life. And you're good people, mm -hmm. righteous people, godly people. Uh, but even in Job's case, as godly as he was, and God spoke highly of Job, he was outstanding as a, as a person of faith. And yet when difficulties came and he was shaken, it stirred up some things that weren't pleasing to God. Yeah. And so I take some courage from that as a follower of God. I followed God for a lot of a lot of years and and yet to realize that when difficulties come and for all of the good that God's done in my life and changes he's made as I become aware of things that perhaps suffering will stir up in my life whether that's anger bitterness mm -hmm. jealousy fear um, or pride to like Job be willing to repent of that to be sorry for that and invite God to cleanse me Mm -hmm. So, and to sit down, let God talk, yeah. uh, that Job seemed ready to teach God a lesson when really he needed to 
receive the lesson from God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That was a, yeah, that's very powerful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, do, does it ever tell us how long this story happened over a period of time? I don't believe so. I, when I've, <clears throat> what I've read in the book of Job, I don't see a start date or an end date. Mm-hmm. The first series of disasters. Someone we should really look at that. Maybe ask Pat to look at yeah, that and I'll tell us Pat, tell yeah. us next Sunday because there are some time definers. Like a whole bunch of things happened in the first day. A whole lot of disasters, yeah. and then some friends came and sat with him for mm-hmm. a like, determined period of time. So time is passing, mm-hmm. and there are some markers in the story, um, but I don't know if we could say it happened over a period of six months or. A year or a two year. years, yeah. Let's see if we can dig that up for next week. Yeah, that's a good question. And if you know the answer, email us and, uh, yeah, you can let us know. You can be our teacher. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, Got lots to learn still. Yes, we do, don't we all? <laughs> Any closing thoughts for us today, Pastor Trevor? Just one little line came to my mind during the course of preparation for this sermon that um, Job had a lot to say, mm-hmm. and then afterwards he regretted some of the things that he said. And so one of the little lines that came to my mind is a little lesson as a takeaway is to talk less and trust more. Mm-hmm. And so in our relationship with God, it's good to talk, good to share our ideas, but sometimes just to be cautious and say, I'm gonna do a little less talk and a lot more trust. Mm-hmm. Yep, be slow to speak and quick to yeah. listen, right? Yep. Yeah, that's true, the Bible teaches that. Yeah, thank you very much, Pastor Trevor. If you'd like to get in touch with Trevor and talk about any of this, or um, if you have any questions, he'd love to hear from you. You can reach him at trevor at waynefleetbic.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with me with any feedback or podcast suggestions, I'd love to hear from you as well. And my email address is julie at waynefleetbic.com. So thank you for tuning in today. Um, We're glad you're here with us and we look forward to connecting with you again soon. Have a great week. Have a great week, everyone.